welcome to this episode of Cracking Addiction. Once again, we've got the good Dr. Laura Petrachek with us. Laura, I thought we'd talk today about Give, which is a, a tool in DBT that allows people to conceptualize how to establish and maintain relationships. So before we go into each one specifically, what do the letters G-I-V-E mean in this tool, Give? So, Virgil, uh, the G stands for genuine. The I stands for showing interest. The V stands for validate. And the E stands for using an easy manner. So I have, I don't know why, but in my mind, I also have a G for being gentle. Is that, Ooh, is that, like is that. that just an Australian thing or is that, is that uh, That's just... That's an Australian that thing, but I really like that. <laughs> I mean... So let's talk about gent- gentle versus genuine, yeah? Yes, but I mean, it also uh, correlates with an easy manner. But mm. I like starting with gentle because yeah. that's just, oh, gee, gentle. So when mm. then you're starting out a conversation, that's right at the top of your head. Whereas easy yeah. manner, that's the last of give, the yeah. last yeah. letter. And that could get lost by the time you're in a conversation. So I like that as a starting point, gentle. So for me, if, if we're going to go with gentle, for me, where I, where I come from in Ireland originally, there's a way of showing relationships and, and humor by actually insulting the other person. I don't know if, if you've ever come across this phenomenon in your, in your psychological practice, but you know, my, in my, for, with my close friends, we do nothing but insult each other. That's not gentle. And I suppose for me, why gentle is important is that, that if, you, if you're trying to make an approach to someone who's feeling a little bit insecure and, and then, you know, maybe unsure of themselves, the last thing you have to do is to, you know, punch them in the shoulder and denigrate them as a form of affection. So I suppose it, 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 to me, that's why I like gentle, because it, 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 it reminds me that I cannot behave with others in the way that I would behave with my really close friends from a particular part of the world. Does that make sense? Yes. And I think... And it have also... you ever heard of that phenomenon before? Well, two things. I have seen it more with men than with women. And men and their close friends kind of putting each other down as a way of bonding. But they don't take it personally because they know each other very well. Uh, And then I also hear for you, it's part culturally, which I'm sure Ireland isn't the only country where that's uh, part of the culture. So I think it's Mm. a two factor. Um, But yeah, definitely would not work well when you're about to have a a tough conversation with someone you're not yeah. necessarily that close to. Yeah, yeah. So well, that's I'm why I like gentle. Go on. Can you yeah. give me an example of you and your friends? Like, what... <laughs> I wish I could, but it's quite rude. <laughs> so okay, no, unfortunately, well, I can't. I can't well, give you an example. Let's <laughs> we'll go fast forward. We'll forget that question. Okay. Okay. I mean, you know, for, for, with some very close friends of mine, we, we, which we haven't seen, which I may not have seen for over, you know, two or three years, especially because of COVID. 
we might end up meeting together and then, you know, either I or he would give a punch to the shoulder and say, right, you little, how have you been? Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Or in my case, someone might punch me in the shoulder and say, right, you fat, how have you been? You know, because they, they might have noticed that I might have put on a few pounds over COVID, you know? So, you know, but I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's how we've always communicated. So I, that's just the way it is. Yeah. No, I get that. Yeah. And I don't hear that as offensive. So I understand. Yeah. Thanks for the concept. So alternatively for you, the G could also mean genuine. Right. What does genuine mean? Tell me, tell me about that. It means being with honest with yourself and others, being sincere. Meaning, sometimes we go into a conversation trying to figure out what the other person wants um, or may want. And so we're not necessarily genuine, but trying to already be on their side, not be on their side, but kind of figure out maybe what they want. But the important thing of being genuine is being true to yourself. So maybe you don't want to go out to dinner at this certain restaurant. And they do, mm. but just be honest, I would rather not go there. Can we negotiate a separate place or another place? That's an interesting one. Uh, there are two there are two scenarios that I want to bring to this table at this juncture. Let's say you're in a in a group of people and you're going out for dinner and you, you you're trying to choose a restaurant and there's six of you, right? And one of you just, you're in, a, you're in a seafood rest, you're in a seafood resort, and the best lobster in the world is available in this particular restaurant, right? But then another person hates seafood and doesn't actually want to eat any kind of seafood, let alone the best lobster in the world. And so one person is genuinely saying, I really want to eat the best lobster in the world. And the other person saying, well, I can't stand any kind of seafood. Or let's make it even better. I'm allergic to seafood. I get anaphylaxis if I go near a seafood restaurant. They're both being genuine. What's the, where's the resolution there? Well, I don't know. I mean, the one who gets sick, I think, is being more genuine than the first. And I say that because, yeah, they want to eat there, but they're not necessarily... It's more of a um, a, uh, a favorite or, you know, something they like, but it doesn't necessarily mean they can't be more open. They're not being flexible, and they could be, mm. whereas the person mm. that's allergic to seafood, they can't be flexible. So right, well, let's, let's, let's reduce the ante. Yeah. Let's, let's reduce okay. the, the ante. Like, the other person just doesn't like seafood. Yeah. Then, to me... I would choose a third choice, which would be not a restaurant that neither one of them mentioned. Let's do a third so one. The third restaurant option then results in the, the first person not getting the seafood and the second person getting the food that he or she likes because the third restaurant would be a, a hamburger joint that the second person loves hamburgers. <laughs> well, hopefully it would be one that they both agree on. <laughs> but not so, not their first choice. Yeah, I mean this but happens that, a lot. Yeah, 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 this does happen a lot. Um, 
So, so my, my, I suppose the point I'm trying to make is that being genuine involves expressing your desires, your wants, or even your, 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 your dislikes and having to negotiate those positions, doesn't it? Yeah. And there's right. no end. So, so here's a question for you. I'm wondering if negotiation should be part of the give mnemonic and it should actually be given. Because once you've genuinely expressed your your needs, if you're not going to get your needs met because someone else is being equally as genuine, well, then, you know, we need to start, you know, look, looking around for these things, looking around for a solution. Well, the other, the other he's giving in, not just one, all parties really compromising because giving in yeah. comes from a one down position, but negotiating is more of an equal fair position. Yeah. The, the other situation that I wanted to talk about is when you're say at a dinner party, right? And you have a particular socio-political view that someone else doesn't share how you know and, and you're expected to respond in a particular way how does that mean uh, how, how can you be genuine in that situation so this is a ground rule i have a few when i have dinner parties no yeah. politics or religion can be discussed at this dinner party <laughs> just outright and when family comes same boundaries because yeah. it just invariably does not end well. Or the two people really get into it and make other people uncomfortable. And I don't want yeah. that at the dinner party. So, you know, sometimes after dinner, they want to go outside, have a drink or whatever, and discuss it. Then I'm a little bit more relaxed about it. You know, like you could go yell outside or whatever, argue outside. But not at the dinner table. Nope. Right. No nope. so politics. Right. So I'm being genuine when I say that I think that that is a cop out. <laughs> well, it's not a cop out. It's a way of keeping uh, for everyone to feel safe, to feel right. relaxed. And once people have, you know, people have strong feelings about politics, people get tense and then it makes mm. the other people tense. And then your food doesn't sit right. And All right. that's what it is. Oh. That's what it means. All right, Laura, look, we've run out of time today. I want to thank you for your expertise, and I would hope that we can speak again very soon. Okay. That's all for today, folks. My name's Dr. Fergal Armstrong, and this has been Cracking Addiction. Cracking Addiction.